Welcome to the Vertical Church Podcast. Now here's Pastor Josh Butcher with today's message. Let's jump into the message uh, this afternoon. Uh, it's week four of New Year, New You, and uh, I want to let you kind of, I want to give you kind of a roadmap of where we're going. Uh, I'm going to preach a little bit shorter than I normally do. If you believe that, <laughs> bless you. Um, but because I want to, I believe this is a, just a pivotal time in the year, uh, in the life of our church, in your life, in your walk with Christ. And I want to have some time at the end just to, uh, to, to participate in some ministry time, just praying for you. Uh, I believe so many times um, in my life, the pivotal moment, the, the thing where everything shifted and everything turned uh, was a moment in the altar, just surrendering to God on my knees or, or with my hands up, lifted up in the air, and, and just some sweaty evangelist laying his oily, greasy hand on my head, giving me a pimple the next day. But it didn't matter because God moved in my life, and, and I believe today God's going to do that for you. So uh, we're in this series, New Year, New You, uh, week four. Last week, what we, we've talked about a lot of different things. We've talked about how to dig deep into God and and, and experience that fountain that erupts and just bubbles over in our life. We talked about that week one. Uh, week two, we started talking about habits and how our habits are powerful. Our habits are, uh, they, they drive so much of our life. 40% of our life is determined by our habits. Last week, we talked about developing some good habits, like, like uh, prayer is a good habit. Coming to church is a good habit, and, and we need more of those in our life. And, and today, I want to talk a little bit in a different way than I had originally planned about bad habits. Bad habits. How do we break bad habits? Matter of fact, the title of today's message is Better Than Breaking. Because I believe what the Lord's going to say to us today is actually better than breaking bad habits. He's got something better for us. But let's start here. I don't, I don't know if you feel the same way that I do, but bad habits feel impossible to break. Anybody, can I, can I get like some, some uh, response yeah. from y'all? Like yeah. they feel impossible. When, once it's kind of entrenched, it, it's like this. You know what you want to do, right? Yeah. Like I know what I want to do, but I just can't do it, you know? And, and, and I decide, you know, I'm going to do better. I'm going to get my act together. I'm going to break this. I'm going to do better but then a week goes by and I just end up reverting, right. you know? And, 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 and I promise, I don't know if you've ever done this, but I've probably promised things a hundred times. I'm never going to do that again. Yeah. And then I do it again, you know? Like I, it's, I, the next day and I look at I'm like, what is wrong with me? And, and, and the, the new year doesn't make it any better because I've probably resolved, I'm 39 this year, and I've probably resolved 30 times to do the same thing and nothing changes. It's like, uh, maybe this is kind of get us on the same page, it's like there's something deep on the inside of me that, that I try to get at, but every time I think I've changed, it just gets the better of me. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, like there's this, it's just, it's, it's like, you could almost predict it. It's that common. Like, I know I'm going to, I'm going to change. I'm going to do this. I'm going to break this thing. I love Jesus. 
You love Jesus. I'm not saying you don't love Jesus. I'm not saying you're not saved. I'm not saying you don't have a relationship with him. But it just seems like there are these habits that feel impossible. I'm never going to get victory over that. You know what I'm talking about? You should, because that's exactly what Paul says in Romans right. chapter 7. Let me read this to you. Um, Romans chapter 7. So you feel that way. I feel that way. Thousands of years ago, a guy named Paul, who wrote a ton of letters to the church that comprise a bunch of the New Testament, he felt that way. Check this out. I'm going to read it to you. For, for some reason this week, I'm reading from the message translation. So it's going to be on the screen. So check this out. Listen and see if you don't like jive with what Paul's saying here. Look what he says. He says, verse 18, he says, I realize that I don't have what it takes. I can will it, but I can't do it. I decide to do good, but I don't really do it. I decide not to do bad, but then I do it anyway. It's like, I feel you, Paul. I know exactly what that looks like. Look what he says. He says, my decisions, such as they are, don't result in actions. I resolve every year I'm going to stop overspending. But then, like, March comes and I've already, like, maxed out the credit card. Like, I don't, what's wrong? And he says this. He says, something has gone wrong deep within me. And it gets the better of me every time. It happens so regularly that it's predictable. The moment I decide to do good, sin is there to trip me up. I truly delight in God's commands. I love Jesus. I'm surrendered to him. I'll come to church. I worship him. I sing the songs. I, I lift my hands. I love him. I love, I love, I love God's word. But it's like, it, it, it's like, it's pretty obvious that not all of me, he says, joins in that delight. There are parts of me. This is Paul. There are parts of me that covertly rebel. And just when I least expect it, they take charge. Doesn't that get on your nerves? Yeah. That, that drives me crazy, man. It's like, I want to break this thing so bad. I want to get over this mountain. I want to I I conquer this thing. And, and it just feels like it, it won't go away. And Paul says, I know how you feel. I go through it too. And week two, I, I asked you to make some lists. If you were here or you watched online, I asked you to make some lists. Uh, a list of good habits that you want to keep doing. You know, this is bringing success to your life, and that's awesome. Uh, a list of missing habits that's like, I know I really should start that, um, but, uh, and this year I'm going to do it. I'm going to start that. But then I also asked you to make a third list, a list of bad habits. Then I ask you to share them with your spouse or trusted friend. And after the fight was over, I hope that you got uh, a good idea of, of your like self-awareness. And, and you looked at some, some, some bad habits. I, I'm not going to tell you what mine are, but I've got some examples, okay? Um, here's some examples of some bad habits. Some of these are, are you know, more just kind of uh, benign. They're not that... They're not that bad, but here's the deal. Some habits don't, don't feel that bad once you kind of get some steam behind them and you fast forward that thing 10 years, yeah. it catches up with you. But I made, some, I made a list. Some of us, uh, some habits that we have, emotional eating, some of us struggle with that habit, right? You get mad, somebody hurts you, you go grab that bag of Doritos, you know, and, and you just tear into it. Um, nail biting, that's an annoying habit. I've got that one. 
uh, I know people that have toenail biting, but that's an even worse habit. So thank God I'm just nail biting. Anyway, interrupting, that's a, man, I do that sometimes. Like I just, I just interrupt because I'm, and it's like I'm not listening because I'm interrupting. Overspending, being late, watching TV constantly. Some of those are worse than others. There, there are other habits that are really bad, like, you know, gossiping. That might not seem like a big deal, but you fast forward that thing 10 years and you got no friends left because you're a gossip. <laughs> That's a bad habit. Jesus says it's a sin. Like, we shouldn't do that to one another. Lying. lying. Here's, a, here's one that'll, that'll get you. Bitterness. I heard, I heard a preacher say that bitterness was nothing more than murder in diapers. Wow. Bitterness. The habit of bitterness, man. That can get you addiction. That can, that can, you know, that can destroy your life. Lust. These are habits that are a little bit, that's not nail biting, you know, like that's a socially acceptable habit, but, but that, man, there are some habits that can really, it can do you in. Let's talk about those bad habits. Let's, let's address them. See, here's the thing. Here's the problem with habits. It's a problem, but it's also a blessing. Habits are automatic. Yep. You know, like that's really good, but it's also really frustrating because the brain wants to automate everything that it can yep. because it just wants to save space. It's like a it's like a processor, a computer processor. It wants to clear out as much of the work as possible to, to automate it so that it can it can do other activities or just be lazy and just be at rest. And and I don't know if you notice it, but more and more of life is becoming automatic, you know? Like we live in the day of self-driving cars. That's a real thing, and I'm for it. Give me Knight Rider, and I'm good. Like, if my self-driving car can feature Kit, I'll go anywhere. I, I will be at peace, and I will hit Turbo Boost every day, okay? That would be awesome. Give me Knight, Knight, 2000, Knight Rider 2000. I'm good. Um, but there are other things that are automatic. Like, a lot of you probably have automatic thermostats in your home, like smart thermostats, smart, uh, smart technology. Did you know that, that you, can, you can get a car and your home thermostat to talk to each other and, and communicate, and your car will tell your thermostat you're almost home, and so in the winter, it'll turn the heat on, and in the summer, it'll turn the air on. That's crazy. That's Jetson stuff, y'all. It's ridiculous. We got, we got Amazon drones flying through the air. Zombies going to be eating our face off soon. It's living in the future, man. Like, this is the future. We're living in it right now. But, but the automatic, it's a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing because it makes things easier, you know? Like, that's a blessing, man. Uh, it makes so many things easier. It makes giving to the church easier because you can set it on our website and, and automate it, and it just happens the same time. You can Automation is great because it makes things easier, but it, it's also a curse because it makes things easier. <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse. Like, let me tell you, this is just a real trivial example. But that camera right there gets on my ever-loving nerves because <laughs> it has automatic features on it. And here's why. Like, um, we, we, I, we set this camera every week because it just reverts back to auto mode, right? And it, I, it annoys me because here's the deal. If I leave the focus on the camera in automatic, then I move around a lot. And I'm like up here and I'm back here. And the whole time it just, <laughs> and it's always blurry. 
And so I, every Sunday we reset it to manual. I want a manual override the focus on the camera. <laughs> Get in focus and just stay there. And if I move, that's on me. It's on my nerves. But that's what we need in our life. That's how we break bad habits is that we need to switch over to manual override. We've set some things in our life to be automatic when they don't need to be automatic. So we gotta, we got to switch to manual. So how does this apply to our, to, to our Christian life? So, so we, we, we get saved, and that's awesome. Like, like Paul talks about that. We become a brand new person. The old has passed away. The new has become. You know, all things are new in Christ. Uh, be, uh, you're a new cre creation. That's, that's, that's great. But there's a lot of new creations walking around with some old habits. <laughs> and we're carrying these old habits with us, and they're dragging us down. And they're, 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 they're nipping at our feet, and they're slowing our walk, and they're stunting our growth. And Paul, let's just pick up where we left. We left off on verse 23. He gets so frustrated because he's a, he's, he's a new creation, but he's carrying some old habits. Check out what he says. He says in verse 24, he goes, he goes, I've tried everything. Nothing helps. I'm at the end of my rope. Is there no one who can do anything from, for me? Isn't that the real question? He says, I've read books. I've, I've, I've tried meditation. I've tried to substitute the reward uh, or, or, or change out the cue, the trigger. And I, I, it just keeps coming back. Can't anybody give me some relief? Just so frustrated. And then he just, he, he, he answers his own question because that's a good author. Is to ask the question and then answer it yourself. And so he says the very next verse, and we're just going to keep reading right on into chapter 8. He says, the answer, thank God, is that Jesus Christ can and does. He acted to set things right in this life of contradictions, where I want to serve God with all my heart and mind, but I'm pulled by the influence of sin to do something totally different. I don't know if you've ever felt that way. Like, it's, it's just this, it's this life of, <coughs> this life of contradiction. I, 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 I love God with all of my being, and yet it's like something, it's like there's a rubber, just a rubber band attached to the back of me. It just feels like it's pulling me back into those old habits. Paul goes on, he says, with the arrival of Jesus the Messiah, that faithful dilemma is resolved. Those who enter into Christ's being here for us no longer have to live under a continuous low-lying black cloud. In other words, Paul says, listen, I know that feeling of back and forth and back and forth, but I want to let you know there's freedom. And he goes on to tell us, he says, there's a new power in operation. The spirit of life in Christ. I love this. Look, He says, the spirit of life in Christ, like a strong wind, has magnificently cleared the air, freeing you from a faded lifetime of brutal tyranny at the hands of sin and death. He says you don't have to live with those bad habits dragging you down because there's a power, there's a new power that has been given to us through Jesus that can, that can blow over your life and bring you freedom. He keeps on going. He says those who think they can do it on their own end up obsessed with measuring their own moral muscle 
but they never get around to exercising it in real life. And that's what, that's the life when you're so focused and you're like, I'm going to do this willpower. I'm going to do it. You know, 12, 7, 18 steps. I got this. You just become obsessed with your own ability to do that which you cannot do in your own ability. That's what Paul says. He goes on. He says, those who trust God's action in them, they find that God's spirit is in them, living and breathing God. Obsession with self in these matters is a dead end. It's, it's pointless. It's a waste of time to just try to focus in and zero in and hone all of your self, self-esteem, self-willpower and just grin and bear it and get it done. He says all of that's just a dead end. Attention to God leads us out into the open, into a spacious and free life. Focusing on the self is the opposite of focusing on God. Anyone completely absorbed in self ignores God, ends up thinking more about self than God. That person ignores who God is and what he's doing. And God isn't pleased at being ignored. But if God himself, I love this, has taken up residence in your life, you can hardly be, more, be thinking more of yourself than of him. Paul says if, if that new power that's in operation, I love, I love how Eugene Peterson puts this. He says, if that has taken up residence, it, it reminds me of a parable Jesus told in Matthew chapter 12. Look at this. this I, I want to show you this because Jesus reveals something that we all need to be aware of. Verse 43, he says, when an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert seeking rest but finding none. Then it says, I will return to the person I came from. So it returns and finds its former home empty, swept, and in order. Then the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they all enter the person and live there. And so that person is worse off than before. That will be the experience of this evil generation. Now, let me, let me point something out to you. Jesus is not giving us a lesson in exorcism. That's missing the point. If that was the point, then Jesus just said, hey, if you find somebody that's demon-possessed, just leave them that way. It's better to leave them. And Jesus wouldn't say that. So his point isn't like demonology 101. Jesus says, Jesus says if, if, if a person, if an evil spirit uh, leaves a person and that person leaves themselves, you know, the house is clean, it's decorated, it's all put together, it's all in order, but it's empty. That's the problem. The word Jesus used for empty there in the Greek, it's not the typical word that we would use. It's not an adjective. Jesus actually uses a verb there. It, 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 the, the, the verb Jesus used there, uses there, it means, it means to be at leisure. It, it, it means basically to be on vacation. <laughs> to, to just to be at ease. Not, not occupied with the work at hand. Jesus says, Jesus says, look, if the house is clean and decor decorated, that's great. But if you leave it unoccupied, if you don't move a new inhabitant into the house, great, you're clean, but you're empty. You're empty and you're vacant. And the point is, unless the house gets a new inhabitant, the evil will return. That's what Jesus is telling us. Jesus is showing us that an empty life 
invites intruders. Okay. Just like an empty house. I mean, how many of you growing up found an empty house and started throwing rocks through the windows? <laughs> Am I the only one? <laughs> Jesus is telling us, look, look, if you don't, if you don't fill your brain space, it's not enough to break the bad habit. If you break the bad habit, but you don't actually fill your brain with another inhabitant, then the evil's just going to come back. That's why you keep reverting. Curtis, you in here, will you come here? Will you grab my table? I, I want to I show you how this works in real life. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to show you this illustration. I'm going to read a passage of scripture, and then we're going to pray for people, okay? Just kind of giving you a, a heads up on what that looks like. Give Curtis a hand as he navigates the stage over here. i move this. So, all right, I'm a, I'm a, I need a, I need a microphone stand, so I'm going to borrow this one. Where's that mic got off? All right, here we go. Will this fit in here, Jeff? Probably not. Okay, never mind. <laughs> hey, Lex, come here. You're my microphone stand. Give it up for my son. Yeah, 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 set that right there. That's cool. All right, so here, here's, what, here's what Jesus is telling us, all right? Um, actually, I'm going to tell you what to do, okay? And then you're going to hold the, 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 the microphone. All right, take that, open that bottle, pour it into this cup. I want to take a chance of spilling it. Pour it in here, and then you'll be done with that. All right, so this is, is how most of us come to, come to Jesus, right? All right, that's cool. That's good right there. You put the cap on, you can set that on the floor. All right, open this up and put it in that cup right there, all right? So most of us, we come to Jesus, and, and we're not clean. We're not clear. That, that cup, yeah, 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 thank you. We're, we're, we're a little blue. <laughs> you know, we got a case of the blues, right? And so... We come to Jesus and we're like, Jesus, all right, cool. Now you're going to be the, here in a second, you're going to be my microphone stand, okay? We come to Jesus and we say, we say, Jesus, I want you to clean me up, okay? And so, and so he gets rid of all of the, the blue water and we're, we're clean. And if you stop there, that's the problem. And that's, that's actually where most of us stop. Hey, hey, I'm clean, I got saved. It's okay. great. That's awesome. That's step one. Beautiful. Wonderful. But Jesus says, if you stay there, I, I might be able to do, no, I'll need you here in just a second. If you stay there, the evil's going to return and just make it worse. You see that? If, if you leave the glass empty, the evil's going to come back. And you're just going to be worse than you started off. He, so he says instead, he says instead, here's what I want you to do. Will you dry that out? Yeah, with that towel. That's why that towel's there. All right, cool. G Jesus says just do the best you can. That, that's probably good. I didn't realize the cup was that small on top. All right. Here's what Jesus says you got to do. You can't leave the glass empty. Okay, here. Now you take the... You just kind of hold it as close as you can. He says what you've got to do is you've got to put something fresh into the glass. But remember, remember week one, we talked about a spring of living water. Living water is water that's continually flowing. We said that we want to dig deep into the heart of God, right. bursting forth a spring that just continually flows out. Here's what Jesus is saying. If you will come to me, 
And if you will let me pour into you and, and dig a well in you so that a spring of water is continually flowing, when that bad stuff comes back, it's just going to get washed out in the overflow. It's not going to be able to stay in there because you just got a continual supply. Thanks. You see, yeah, you can sit down. The, the, the answer is to have a continual flow in our life. To have the water continually overflowing so that all of those bad habits, when they come back, they just get washed out in the overflow. You don't even hardly have to put attention to them because all of your attention has been placed on God and surrendering and worshiping Him and letting His Spirit fill you overflowing. Jesus says, Jesus says in John chapter 7, out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. And then John says, oh, by the way, this, he meant the Holy Spirit. Amen. So how do we break bad habits? Paul tells us, check this out. Romans chapter 8, verses 9 through 11. Anyone, of course, who has not welcomed this invisible but clearly present God, the Spirit of Christ, won't know what we're talking about. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Paul says there are people like that. If, if you have not invited the continual flow of the Holy Spirit to flood and overflow your life, you're probably not going to understand until you do that. Look what he says. He goes on. He says, but for you who welcome him in whom he dwells, even though you still experience all the limitations of sin, even though that, that bad habit keeps trying to come back time and time again, try, keeps trying to get in your cup, keeps trying to dirty your water, he says even though you experience all the limitations, you yourself experience life on God's terms. Amen. Yes. Amen. It stands to reason, doesn't it, that if the alive and present God who raised Jesus from the dead moves into your life, yes. he'll do the same thing in you that he did in Jesus. Mm bringing you alive to himself. When God lives and breathes in you, and he does as surely as he did in Jesus, you are delivered from that dead life. Pastor Ed, would you come up here and just start playing on the keys? He says, with his spirit living in you, your body will be as alive as Christ. Here, here's what I want to do. Here's how we're going to close today. We, we, this is day 21. 21 of 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I just feel like, I feel like God wants to do something supernatural and amazing in your life. And so here's, here, here's the direction that we're going to pray. Number one, I've got three things. If any of these three apply to you, here in a second, you're going to come up here and here's what's going to happen. Me or somebody else is going to lay hands on you and I'm believing 100% wholeheartedly, God's going to do something supernatural in your life. I believe that, that, that God responds to prayer and fasting. And there, there have been a group of us that have been going before God every night, just chasing after Him, asking Him to move, telling Him, God, we want to see, God, we don't want to live our lives and never see a great move of God. So I believe He's going to start something today in your life and in, and in our church. It's going to be awesome. Here, here, here's, the, here's number one. If you're tired of cleaning the cup over and over again, if you're tired of, of, of pouring out and, and wiping it clean, 
And then it comes back and you've got to pour it out again. And if you're tired of over and over, and now today you're ready to experience the Holy Spirit living in you, you, you want something better than breaking bad habits. You want to experience what Paul is talking about, the Spirit of Christ taking up residence in you. Here in a second, I'm going to, I'm going to pray. I'm going to, I'm, going to, I'm going to count to three. And I'm going to challenge you to get out of your seat, walk up here, run up here. I don't know what you're going to do. You might just be so stirred that you, you take two steps and you're ready to go, man. I'm going to lay hands on you. I believe God's going to fill you with his Holy Spirit. And you're going to have to, you're, not, you're going to find deliverance. Some of you have been struggling with some addictions. Today, that thing's going to be broken and you're going to be delivered by the power of God. I believe that. I believe God can do that supernaturally. If you're tired of cleaning the cup over and over and over again, you're ready for the Holy Spirit to live in you. Let that stuff get washed out in the overflow. Number two, if you find yourself in the middle of a spiritual battle, you're in the middle of a fight, you, you might be in the middle of a physical battle and you need healing. I believe the healer is in the room this, this afternoon. You, you might find yourself needing a breakthrough in some area of your life. It might be emotionally. It might be relationally. It might be in your career, financial, whatever. You need a breakthrough. You need God to move in a, in a supernatural way. You need a miracle. I'm, I'm going to invite you to come up here. We're going to lay hands on you. I believe God's going to do it. Number three, if you sense God is calling you deeper in him, and I don't just mean a general, yeah, I need to get better. I need to, you know, go deeper in my relationship with God. I'm talking about something has awakened in you in these 21 days. And you feel, you hear the, the, the voice of God calling you to something beyond you. And you're ready to respond to it. I count to three. If any of those three apply to you, you're tired of cleaning the cup over and over. You're in the middle of a fight and you need God to move. Or you feel God calling you to something beyond you. When I get to three, I want you to stand up and walk up here. Here's the deal. Ain't nobody in the room going to know which one of the three you are. So you don't have to worry about, well, if they're one of, maybe they think I'm struggling with something. One, that doesn't even matter right now. Nobody's going to know. When you get up here, I'm going to ask you, hey, which one are you? What do you need God to do? And then I'm going to lay hands on you. Pastor Hope's going to lead the rest of us in, 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 in just worship and setting an atmosphere for God to move. If you need to accept Jesus, you need to surrender your life, you can come on up here too. Okay? I'm going to pray. Then we're going to start praying and ministering to people this afternoon. Lord, name of Jesus, I don't want to hype anything up. I don't want to um, build up some kind of emotional cathartic experience, but I do want an authentic move of the Holy Spirit to break something loose in our church. I do want to see people with addictions delivered. God, in all the authority that I have in Christ as your servant and as a pastor, God, Lord, there are people in this room who need a miracle of God, and nothing short of that will satisfy the aching of their souls. 
So, Father, we come to you knowing that you love us, knowing that every good thing you want to give us, knowing that you are our Father, and if the if earthly fathers can give good gifts to their children, how much more then do you want to give to us? And, God, I believe you're stirring some, some hearts of calling today, and today's going to be a line in the sand where, there, where, where, where we people hear your call to them, and today is a, is a, is a demarcation where they take a step and they never look back. I'm asking you, Father, to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we can ask or imagine according to the grace in Christ Jesus. If you're any one of those three, I'm going to count to three. When I say three, I want you to stand up and make your way up here. Are you ready? One. God to do something amazing in your life. You're ready for God to break something off of you. You're ready to receive God. You're ready to receive Jesus. You're ready to receive the Holy Spirit. You're ready to receive a miracle. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Jesus. Here's what I want you to do while you're standing there. While, While we try to get to you, I just want you to lift your hands. Pastor Hope's going to start singing, okay? And I want you to just worship God. Just worship God. So much of the, the blessing and breakthrough in our life is found in the presence of worship. So just begin worshiping Him. Me or somebody else will come by you and, and begin praying for you. We'll ask you, what do you need God to do? And we're just going to lay hands on you. We believe God supernaturally is going to do it for you. Amen? Thank you so much for joining us today. We always appreciate hearing how God is moving in your life. We all have a story to tell, and we'd love to hear yours. Please visit verticalchurch.tv and click on the little pencil icon called Amen Corner to tell us your story. Also, if you'd like to support the ministry of Vertical Church financially, you can do so by clicking the giving link at verticalchurch.tv. Thank you again for taking the time to join us as we point those far from God to life in Jesus.